Oh, well, good day, Australia. Welcome once again to a podcast that is in your ears right now that is about Australian politics. Why are you going so technical straight away? You'll confuse people. I'm telling them it's a podcast about Australian politics. You've lost me. It is just one of them. The details. There are many. This one is ours. <laughs> straight from Kayleen to you. Yeah. I'm Will Grant. I'm CJ Josh. I'm Ron Toilet. And we are joined today <laughs> by our special correspondent from, are we allowed to call it lockdown land or not? Well, I think Eddie Maguire coined the term uh, falafel land many years ago, but since then, you know, we've really uh, embraced the term. And so, yeah, welcome from lockdown falafel land. And you are Ben. I don't know, do you want a last name or you make up a name like these people? Ben Harris Rojas. I'm I'm, I'm happy being uh, known far and wide. Oh, my God. Yeah, but you know for ages on Twitter that I actually thought I read it as because it was Ben HR, and I used to read it as Ben Hur. <laughs> and for years I went, oh, that Ben Hur guy, he's really interesting. You know? <laughs> or Ben from yeah, HR, the most interesting HR person there is. Yes. The yeah. only oh, interesting say, HR. There's, there's, I think about half my followers are disappointed HR consultants <laughs> or uh, classic movie fans. So. To be fair, most HR consultants are disappointed. I think that's just part of the gig. How did I end up here? <laughs> What's it like? It's terrible. Obviously, listener, if you are an HR consultant, we love you for your humanness. I was going to say my condolences. I know, I was going to say, HR consultants no, I love them terrible as, I love them as a person, I just not necessarily their job. But, you know. Don't take it personally, take it professionally. <laughs> But listen, you know what this podcast is for. This podcast is for us and you to cathart, to therapy, to deal with this terrible thing what we are going through. You mean to cathart. Yeah, yeah but something. mind you, it, the terrible thing we're referring about to is the quality of Australian politics. It's got nothing to do with COVID. The standard of Australian politics is shit, and it needs to be said. Also, a little warning, if you've got any kitties in the car, pull over to the side of the road, drop them off, tell them you'll come back and pick them up in about half an hour, because there's going to be a lot of language this Are week. You, yeah, it's going to get sea bomby. Are you languaged up? Are you, no, 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 I just know oh, that... I'm no, Rod, Rod is, Rod, Rod's got a vibe about him and I can usually tell when it's going to happen and tonight it's going to happen. The technical term is I have a mongrel in my guts. Yes, <sighs> you do. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, where are we going to start? Well, obviously, uh, we brought Ben on because he is our boots on the ground correspondent. What time? Front our, line. Our front line correspondent for lockdown land. Uh, but obviously now that uh, the soldiers are keeping you you in your house, aren't they, Ben? Um, are you loving that? Are you welded or, in? Or loving it lots? Loving it medium? Loving yeah. it yeah. super? Is it the best yeah, thing that's no, just, yeah, Well, you know, just uh, from constant parades, thanking, you know, the soldiers for their service as they march down the street to, you know... Um, the, the the drone surveillance and so on, uh, you know, it's all it's all great. So uh, yeah, so it's been interesting here the last couple of weeks with um, look, the cops have always been a bit of a feature in Western Sydney. I'm, I'm <laughs> continually really? getting buzzed by the police helicopter, but 
the addition of the of the uh, the army in recent weeks has been kind of interesting, and I've been following it a little bit in person. I I've only seen the army once in the past, I think, week and a half that they've been involved. What, but, what form um, did that take? Little, what did you see? What did you actually Sorry? see when you said you've seen the I army? I saw what seemed to be a couple of blokes dropping off a uh, uh, a couple of woolies plastic bags at someone house, someone's house. So I thought they might be helping with the uh, home quarantine or home isolation effort, actually. No, it's so, grenades. Um, Definitely grenades. Well, you know, or, or, or another effort to undermine, you know, um, delivery or, you know, workers everywhere. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't... Uh, uh, I wouldn't, you know, maybe this is the Patrick's waterfront dispute, except for, you know, logistics and delivery. So we're going to get the, uh, the, the army undermining the, the Woolies delivery truck guy. So, um, yeah, so that's that seems to be a big part of what they're doing at the moment. I've seen a lot of blokes on TikTok post, posting videos of the army popping by. Um, but, yeah. Are they carrying weapons? Are they actually carrying visible weapons? <laughs> not that I could see. No, that's no, not real army then. Oh, no, no, that, no, that's that's a big advantage. No, look, I think yeah. I think I think it's a terrible thing if you've got army with weapons keeping people in houses. I think at least army saying, "Hey, could, Help, you, could helping, you helping people in houses?" Yeah, yeah. Could you stay in your house? I, I'm I'm not super stoked about the army being around doing this anyway. But I think yeah. having weapons is. But if, if they don't have weapons, I'm just going to enact a Are scenario. Really I'm army? a soldier, sir. Stay in your house. I'm not going to. Okay, I will use harsh language. Has or, there been any? Or I'll pull my AK-47 has and there put been, a cap in your dome. Has there been, That's a lot more I think military. The, only, the biggest rebellion we've seen was George Christensen, wasn't it? And that was in Parliament House in Canberra. Oh, we're going to get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can do it now. <laughs> really? No, I just want, well, well, we will yeah, come we to will. we will come to George Christensen, uh, but uh, but Ben, obviously commiserations mm. um, in lockdown land. Uh, it, it was uh, you were told again today, or was it earlier in the week that uh, no, there will it would not be lifted. Um, I yeah, I assume that's a, a brutal state of affairs. Do you want to elaborate? It is. It is. Um, so you know, we're just entering. Tomorrow, I think, marks six weeks of lockdown. And so, uh, oh. you know, we're, we're really facing another another stint of, uh, of, of lockdown. Uh, you know, there, there's news that we won't be getting out of it until really September. Um, and just, you know, hot off, the, hot off the wires tonight was that Melbourne's back in lockdown as mm. well. Not so just Melbourne, all of Victoria. Yeah. So, you know, I think only... I think only, you know, the promised land of, of Capricornia, far north Queensland, and the ACT uh, will grant, uh, you know, yeah. camping grounds are the only, are the only free land in, in the eastern seaboard. Coincidence? So, Coincidence? Um, I think not. No. No, I just do what I'm told. and then and, Wait, and, are you and, the and, cure? And good things, I, maybe. God, will, I hope will so. is the cure. <laughs> You just got to lick him off. And I have to say though, Ben, I um, do stalk you very heavily on social media, obviously, and I saw the most amazing cake that your wife had baked. Um, could you yes. please describe the cake for our listeners? It looked like at so, least seven layers. Yes, yes, uh, it, it's it's new new densities of calories that we didn't know existed beforehand. <laughs> so she, Tanya's really embraced lockdown to discover her, her inner chef and has made two and a half kilos of Dolce de Leche, which is a kind of caramel, and then turned that into yeah. a seven layer cake. So it's um so, you know, if you if you're wondering how we're coping, it's it's through uh, uh sugar. You know, Damn. Sugar. 
Yeah, oh, basically sugar. This cake had yeah. one and a half kilos of caramel in it, and I'm just like, oh god, that woman. She like she's an engineering degree. I know. I know. I don't she, think any cake measurement should be in kilos. Like I think <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just like I'm used to cups no, and maybe grams. Like, maybe the whole cake. It was the whole cake. If you got to the whole cake and it's it's a it's but, just fantastic. I I I just look. So I saw that and I went, oh my god, she's good. That is fantastic. <laughs> Great Australian uh, bake-off. Look, I get, I get that it could be a nice um, school activity as well. You know, you've you got you to gotta measure the cups up to multi-kilos. Well, I, I aren't you homeschooling three kids as well? Yes, yes. So, you know, look, we're very comfortable in, uh, in the scheme of things, but, you know, homeschooling is driving us a bit bananas. Um, the, the primary-aged ones still need a fair bit of attention and, uh, and you know, can't be left to... Bludge off and pretend to work on their own, um, like the teenagers. So, (laughs) I think you know everyone's reaching the end of their tether with that stuff, and we're really looking at at an entire term, if not you know potentially two, of homeschooling. So that's going to be interesting. But you know, um, I happened to bump into at the corner, yelling uh, at one of my neighbours across the road. Um, So we're socially distanced, and she was saying, you know, this goes on much longer. I'm just going to have to send them off to hang out with the, uh, you know, emergency department uh, worker kids and stuff like that because uh, everyone's sort of, you know, at the end of their tether with it. <laughs> but, um, you know, and that's been interesting because my observation is that's been what's driving a lot of the local transmission, actually, is everyone's saying, you know, is it people visiting each other and stuff like that. Often it is extended family stuff, but also it's just people sort of realising they need to rely on each other. They need, they're used to relying on an extended family network to sort of, survive, stay sane. So that's actually a, a, a like a not in, inconsiderable part of it, you know, yeah. that people are yeah. wanting to actually make sure they can get rid of the kids for a couple of hours. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, that like, whole thing of it takes a village is very, yeah. very, very reasonable. And, um, you know, coming to Canberra after um, and meeting people all, all of our friends here we've met through social media, basically. So they're massively younger than us. And and we kind of are like the the Canberra grandparents in a way. And and you just know yeah. how, how much you take on that role and look after each other and, and do yeah. the pick-up if someone That's can't critical. do it and stuff. What are you looking at? I'm not saying anything. What? I never looked after your kids. You did. No, I was no. <laughs> no I was saying. Indeed. I was saying you just you just think you're massive. I'm massively younger than you because I look it. Yeah, that's true. But I'm not. I'm like seventy. Hey Ben, um, I just want to mm. know: uh, Do you find it helpful when people from other states uh, offer advice to people in Sydney? Because I would assume yes. yes. I would assume that yes. people in Sydney yeah. are thinking. Can we get some good advice from, the from people either in, either people in the ACT who are not in lockdown, yeah. Yeah. or people in Queensland who've been through 20, 20 minutes of lockdown, or people in Victoria who may have some experience? But you love the advice, don't you? Yeah, uh, look, we do. Um, I was actually just asking people at Bunnings the other day while we were sort of, <laughs> you know, trying to figure out what else we need from office work. Um, you know, what what what, what wisdom could we glean from Victoria and uh, the ACT? Look, I think. Um, yeah, Wait, you don't want us to tell you, but but I but I have come to the conclusion that Victoria is suffering from a state of of really collective trauma after last year, and really yes. want others to sort of recognise what they went through. Mm. You know, they've probably got a point at one level, um, but God, it's it's hard to listen to sometimes. Oh. You know, like yeah. when you, you, I can't believe you know uh, 
you can still go to the petrol station and stuff like that, you know, it's sort of, yeah, chill. But, you know, and it's sort of what's, what's really driving things is not people, you know, going to bloody Bunnings, even if they might be an exposure site and so on. It's, it's really people spending time together. It's great um, that people are willing to share their wisdom, but, you know, um, I think in this case, uh, you know, maybe we can sort of share the commiserations first and then uh, worry about the advice. But, yeah, poor old Victoria, I reckon, um, is a, is a fair bit of stuff to work through with a lot of the people from Vic, you know. Oh, but surely after after all of this is said and done, you know, 2027 yeah. or maybe 2032 by the time of the yep. Brisbane Olympics will yep. be, we'll be yep. fully yep. – COVID reconciled, whatever that means. We might be fully vaccinated. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Uh, but, right. yeah. uh, but but surely, you know, uh, we'll, I don't know. I haven't got over the hailstorm for fuck's sake. I mean, seriously. But no, I was going to say, it's the, it's the PTSD that we will be so, like, particularly Victorians and you in Sydney now, that there will be significant unreconciled PTSD in the community. There will and- be. There will be. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. I, I, do, I do worry about a lot of things. I think the story that upset me the other day, I mean, there's many stories that upset me the other day. There was an article in The Guardian today by an, an ambulance driver or something, and that's an amazing piece of writing and everyone should read it. But it was it was the guy who, you know, just died at home and hadn't had any symptoms. Mm. And mm. he he oh, was really? on day mm. 13 or something, and he yep. was just dead. Jeez. And yeah. And then his partner was there, and then there's a teenager in hospital, and and I know, and, and yes, I, I'm the one that always goes on about yes, the older people don't deserve to die either, but hmm. there, there's some some stuff. There's a relatability in certain circumstances, and you think if people have been asked to isolate, and they're trying to do the right thing, and you end up dying at home by yourself, that is. I just can't. I can't imagine it, and I hate that we have a circumstance, or 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 we haven't got. Well, from my observations, Ben, and I'd like to hear what you think about it. But from my observations, there doesn't seem to be a government there that's compassionate about those things. What? <laughs> it doesn't feel to me like they're very <laughs> compassionate about it, and and it was only because there were five deaths in the last 24 hours that Gladys dared to use the term that someone had died. Um, and yeah. and that was only, I think, because of the number of people that she even spoke it today. Usually it gets left to Kerry Chant about 20 minutes into the <laughs> press conference and after Glanis has gone, oh, we're all fabulous and, you know, we can do this together and we and, – stop talking, woman. And um, and then that happens and it's, it's – they're all personal stories. They've all got families. They've all got these things happening. It's awful. Sorry, yeah, bit of a downer. No, bit well, of a from my perspective, you know, like I think um, that's kind of the story of the pandemic as a whole. Like it, 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 everyone's got their own story. It's all happening to everyone individually. Um, you know, these these people are dying alone. The deaths aren't being recognised. But what about the long COVID case here? What about the people who are sort of feel ashamed to even talk about being worried about their parents that have got COVID and so on? Yeah. You know, so and I think because everyone's sort of under stay-at-home orders and so on, everyone's sort of living their own isolated lives and assuming that that's what's happening to everyone else. But it's not the case at all, you know. Like everyone's going through their own little pandemic and, um, you know, so much is getting missed, brushed under the rug, you know, and so on. So that's – and, and, you know, like I'm conscious I'm a comfortable middle-class bloke whose job's not immediately at risk. 
But, you know, for people I know down the street, you know, like they're really stressing. They're, of course they know, are. One of, their, one, of a, one of the household might be um, working casually and they're sort of feeling the crunch, you know, and you've got kids that are driving with bananas. So that's totally radical, you know, different to what's happening to me, only 100 metres away. So I think, you know, that's all of it. The tragedy of COVID has been that it's not been this we're all in it together. It's like we're all in our own little COVID, you know. Yeah, no, and, and last that's, year... That's what's enabled some of the, the, the political response. Exactly. And last year we actually were all like in lockdown at the same time and people made more of an effort to do the family Zoom on the on the Sunday afternoon and all that kind of stuff. But now it's happening in different pockets. It's kind of like part of, part of you goes... Oh, thank God it's not me, and and the other part goes. Oh, I feel I've got survivor guilt. You know, it's it, there's some sort of strange. We were talking about it at work and and in the ACT and just going. You know, I wish we'd go into lockdown. What? I, no, I, no, no, no. I know it's not you, but I, I'm I mean, not wishing that. No, no. no but the no. people I was talking to were sort of like, I wish we'd go into lockdown because then then at least it'd feel like we were with everybody else. We're so going to go into lockdown. Well, I don't doubt we will. And 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 I I recognise the the. Difficulties, people facing it, and and I and I, 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 I recognise I recognise the little bit of, of not I don't have guilt I have um, compassion and empathy compassion and for those yeah. who are going through it one hundred percent you know I, but I don't have enough guilt to wish that I've got it yeah you don't no. need you don't need guilt to feel compassion and empathy okay so that's my upbringing <laughs> I did psychology in the nineties I know that <laughs> so we had a so we had a sweep at work and um, the entry was a on, chocolate on what? on what 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 time we'd go into lockdown in the okay. ACT. Uh, uh, yeah. Get and mine went past. I had uh, one minute past midnight last night. So entry was a bar of chocolate. So I took it. My in- guess, my guess is December 17, <laughs> uh, the day that school hol- school holidays start. start. And, and it'll be, no, you're not leaving the ACT. You're going to stay here for Christmas. I, I, oh. bet, I bet shiny gold coins with some people two weeks ago. Come to our house for Christmas <laughs> right. then. But, uh, yeah. I bet it would start tomorrow. Two weeks ago, I bet with some people. Really, two dollar coins. Well, start look, tomorrow. just listen to the optimist. The optimist is always right. Oh yeah, right. That's, that's, what, that's what optimism means. That's what always optimism right thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so Rod and I were actually talking about when the effect of the protests that happened the Saturday before last. Mm. Like, where's the wa- where's that wave going to start to hit? And if only we, we had some sort of public health researcher to help. With I know, that I know, I know. We'll get to him in a minute. But uh, <laughs> let me blabber on about something I know nothing about. And um, we decided yes. that it was going to be today and tomorrow, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. And that, it that, is. And it seems to be. So uh, over to you, public research health person. <laughs> yeah, well, I was quite curious about it because even though Delta is a lot more um, infectious, essentially, like much higher transmission rate and so on than what we were encountering last year, it's still pretty rare to get outdoor cases. Yet mm. what we were seeing in the CBD, in Sydney CBD, was people jammed in together, yeah. walking, yeah. you know, I think the... Police estimate was about 5,000 people, but I can't see how it was, you know, any less than, say, 15,000 with the number of people you just saw in those shots. And so I would have expected that there might be a bit of transmission, um, particularly given Numpty showing up saying, you know, I've got a positive test, but I'm going to go to the rally anyway. Oh, um, God. But, but, you know... Can, can I, just as a, just as a slight disclaimer on this, yeah. 
Um, I, th- I, you know, when we were seeing all the super spreader events last year in the United States, so uh, like the stuff, the the Republican conventions, yeah, Donald Trump, yeah, uh, the one, the one where you know Herman Cain died from after a, after a rally, stuff like that. You know, this was this was the peak of the pandemic, where that where it was literally everywhere. Like it yeah. was, it was, <laughs> but all, it wasn't Delta. No, it wasn't Delta. Yep, totally accept that. Uh, um, but but we, they were they were seeing um, I don't know what it was, fifty thousand cases a day, and mm. it didn't take you know you would have of those fifty thousand, absolutely, they're in the community all over the place a couple turn up to a rally like that of 15,000 you get it and we've got to remember we're actually still even though this is a terrible um, situation right now with Delta our case numbers are still a long way below anything like that and yep. so you know yep. what are we seeing 230 a day something like that yeah. yeah yeah but Sydney is a Sydney is a city of 5 million people and so oh, yeah, yeah. so, so the, what we're not seeing is any so far anything exponential we're just seeing same numbers yeah, a little yeah. plus or minus 10 so or what I'm saying is, is you could easily have had a rally like that and not actually have had anyone that had COVID it's not Possible to have fifteen thousand people turn up, and and none of them had COVID. Is this like one of those yeah. puzzles where you've got a pair of you know you've got six pairs of red socks and six pairs of black socks, and if you pull out three pick three socks, how many colours have you got? Is it like that kind of shit? No, like, that drives me mental. No, <laughs> no, you all only buy white socks like the Duggars. I've, I've just. Yeah. I, I only have uh, th- th- there's a person on this podcast finally who has more children than me and 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 yeah. I was I was doing the washing the other day I was like man we just we should just move to all the same socks Don't everyone is the that? same everyone socks, wears the same Don't socks. You, I only buy black socks and I, I don't <laughs> yeah, have to worry yeah. about my own yeah including the adults will I think you know so adults just need to get used to wearing you know size Tube six socks. socks yeah yeah and just just you know, yank them on. No, you get size six. Um, you put um, a, one size six on your toes and one size six on your heels. So you use four socks at a time. <laughs> That's just normal. I wear two pairs of socks anyway in winter in Canberra. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build uh, in our, into our theme of politics. But one, one of the things that came out this week to continue with. Um, vaccines and COVID. Uh, obviously, one of the big topics around the world is how we encourage vaccines to get taken up, get rid of vaccine hesitancy. Um, we have seen, obviously, there's um, people not wanting to take the vaccine up in Sydney. I assume that in Sydney, people are like, okay, I'm pretty keen now. Um, but 300 bucks. Um, that hardly the, uh, buys you any cocaine. I thought it was for the army. That's why the army was, you don't have a gun, you've got a needle on the gun. That's a bayonet. You stepped yeah, out. <laughs> Look, that might be Scott Morrison's policy. But what I'm saying is that uh, Albanese has come up with a, a policy of uh, $300 for everyone that's vaccinated by Christmas. Bloody love it. No, that was just an absolute um, cut through. That was that was bullshit. It, it, it was just like this is how I'm going to attract the news. This was this is how I'm going I'm going to present a very complex idea in a very simple um, manner in which other people will uh, relate to you very quickly. And yeah, wouldn't you call that cut through and that's politics? That's what I said. Cut, he finally that's had what some cut through. He oh, had you agree. Some cut, I, said, I thought you were saying like you didn't agree. No, he, he, but it's also pathetic. What? What is pathetic about it? 300 bucks is useful. It's bloody useful. Well, it was also, what was interesting today? What do you reckon? I wouldn't do it for a grand. I'm, I'm, I'm going to unvaccinate. Fuck you. I was going to do it for free, but if you offer me 300 bucks, you can yeah, kiss no, my no, ass. Exactly. Yeah. I was doing it for nothing, but if 300 bucks, really? Is it worth my time? No. As ScoMo <laughs> so insightfully pointed out, that's an insult to Australians. Is it really? That's an insult. I, no, I'm, I, for one, am not even vaguely insulted. Not at all. <laughs> Hi, would you like 300 bucks for something you're going to do anyway and is good for you? Yes, I would. Or flip it around. If you're someone like potentially my brother who is very uh, hesitant? Not hesitant, we'll call him hesitant. Let's Strong call him will. Strong will. Hesitant, hesitant might be not quite the right word. Yeah. He may be convinced by that $300. 
Look, I, I, he might also be convinced by that story of the the Welsh uh, mountain climber who was forty, oh God, like yeah. the fittest guy you've ever seen, who was forty two um, and died of it. Died quickly. My too. brother, great guy, great guy, not great guy. mountain climber. Do you great know guy. we usually talk guy. about not, people not quite it, not quite as fit as the Welsh mountain climber. <laughs> Big, big fan of the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Not <laughs> I, think I think we're about to find out. <laughs> His name is uh, Runcible, the Jesus but, Grant. But those, um, yeah, no, I don't, look, I get the idea that there needs to be some, um, unfortunately, because of all, all the chopping and changing of the messages and things, there does need to be some forms of incentives and that. I think what you was want interesting. different to, incentives. No, I, what I found interesting. What about pearls? Oh, hell yeah. I'll do anything for jewellery. Um, and we have our title. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, no, no, what I was going to say was today Scott Morrison was going on about, well, you wouldn't give it to people who'd already had the vaccine then. like So so you, you wouldn't retrospectively pay it because that would just be stupid, you know, and the sort of thing. And I'm thinking you've just bought into the whole Argument. He's going to spend all of tomorrow winding back 20 minutes of press conference from today. Oh, we'll get into that in a second. Tell me, tell me about that press conference in a second. Ben, I oh, want to know, does $300 convince you finally to get the vaccine? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, and, you know, is it going to be 300 per jab? Can I go back and get a few extras, maybe? You know? Exactly. Good idea. So, um, well, I did get some great messages from people this week asking, do you reckon this 300 bucks thing is going to happen for real? Because, you know, I was going to go on Friday, but, you know, if I'll, I'll hang off for a few weeks. If <laughs> oh, I can get my God. You know, no, don't tell me 300, that. 300 yes, off that. Yeah, of course yeah. it will. No question people will do yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of going in early for my second AZ, but then I heard 300 bucks. I was like, fuck it, it's 12 weeks, 16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why you should never trust a behavioural economist, you know, because they'll, they'll double deal on you, you know. So you've got you've to, you know, think through, why would I do it now if I can, uh, you know, double my payday if I get it done in a week? They'll also so. sleep with your wife and take your dog. I mean, you really can't trust them. You're right. Well, it could be the other way around. <laughs> I don't know what's well, They're so not right. all rugby league players. Though. All right. Um, uh, tell me about this press conference then, Siege. So oh, no, no. I only saw five minutes of it and it was enough plenty. to tell me that we are not being led by a smart person. What? That's a first. Uh, we, we have never been I, so clear in this point. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure we should be so partisan. I think that's... No. I don't, it's about time we came out. <laughs> Honestly, I was watching today and I, 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 was, I was just awestruck by his... Dumbness, just like his <laughs> lack of intellect, and he, he, you know he gets by on his looks, right? Oh, <laughs> far out, I'm gonna vomit. But um, it, it 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 did really strike me, and and I I I sort of posted this tweet of that if you want to if you look up Dunning Kruger, this is what you get, and I just put a photo of Scott Morrison because he is he's he's everything of he is everything of that Dunning. He's my everything. <laughs> it's your special person, mm, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Then, then tell me about your experience watching um, Albanese on 7.30. Oh, my giddy aunt. Uh, so really good. Is that a positive review? <laughs> that means good. That's a, her, her aunt's generation loved being giddy, so that's, a, that's actually very oh, look, my, my, All my aunts are complete stoners. Um, no, they, they, the thing was they um, – it, it was just that really tried uh, – 
oh, I'm not going to – I can't be who I was because that didn't work before. So now I'm going to be someone completely different and kind of Is he going to be the real, the real elbow? Oh, yeah, it's God. kind of like now we're going to see the real elbow who wears the nice suits and and, and, and look, I'm massively offending a very good friend can, of mine who, question, God, I know she doesn't listen. A, a genuine question. I can't be who I was. Who was he? Yeah. Well, he used to be the Rabbitohs fan who oh, was okay. one of the people, you know, kind of stuff. And now yeah. he has to act all prime ministerial and, and to offer himself up as an alternative prime minister. And it doesn't wash. He did the braces a few years ago. Shanari talks like And it just sounds really like, oh, look at Will's face. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, he did the braces a little while ago to get his get it all happening you know like john howard did the eyebrows and um changed his glasses frames changing your glasses frame is pretty easy like when it comes down to it (laughs) you you take one off and you put the other one on no 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 sometimes you have to wait for them to change the lenses (laughs) so it can take hours but braces as 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 a mature age person is pretty rugged anyway it was just dribbling on and i was so angry and i just and i turned the whole television off even though laura was there even though my goddess laura was doing the interview I went, no, whole television is going off. <laughs> How, how'd she go, though, with, with ScoMo when he came on straight after? Oh, yes. Well, there's the other thing. You lot who listen to this podcast are very funny people because I put a little tweet up that said, why haven't I ever seen Scott Morrison on um, 7.30 and put a little photo of Laura Tingle on it? Well, that, that was a this. A little photo. It was just a little photo of Laura on it. And I was just saying that, that was a very nice photo of Laura Tingle. It was with, a fantastic with photo. an intense glare. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. just, it's like, yeah, Laura, come at me. Kind Full of interview photo. face. But it was. Yeah. It, 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 that, angry face. Yeah, it, it was, um, that's, that, that was the one that went off this week. Like the one that went off last week. I can't remember what that was. You got, you got a bit viral. That's all you say. No, no, no. It wasn't not, not viral. It's all right. But it just got, but like it, it was just, I find it very interesting what takes off these days. And, um. Yeah, so that was that. But anyway, I, t- I played Tomb Raider and uh, I'm on 99% of that. Thank you very much. I've got four relics to find and I'm done. So who's, not only does Albert like a beer, mm. but he helps you with Tomb Raider. Yeah, pretty That's much. Excellent. All right, so you okay, so you are not convinced with Albo. Well, let's go. Okay, I'm going to pivot to you, Rod, now. Um, because during this week, um, the conversation uh, has polled a whole bunch of historians and political scientists. Yeah. I wasn't polled. This is bullshit, obviously. You're no longer you're either of them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a trained political scientist, so, you know, I, I took no. the oath. I took the oath. <laughs> Do you have to go through, like, oh, some yeah, totally Freemasons like type? I swear yeah, no. to analyse politics, all the politics and only the politics. No, no, it's it's it's, it's like the Black Watch sort of thing, you know. I'll is ta- it? I will take no... Is it? <laughs> is it, though? Is it really? <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> no, 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 I want to hear more. <laughs> but they were polled and uh, I love this about poll. the best and not best. 66 um, political scientists and historians. Uh, the conversation didn't do it, but they did report on it or someone reported via them. So the first question everyone wants to know is how low did ScoMo rank, right? Is that the first question? Because that's the first question. No, I no, no, no. I want history. I, w- I want to go one by one. Mm. I want to know where Tosspot Toby was. I want to know. Tosspot so Toby. Okay, Edward Barton and then go on from there. Edmund. Oh, is it? Like Blackadder. Oh, I did not know. Now or Tosspot Toby. Okay. Is that Barton as well? That's Barton. Because Toby's short for Edmund? Yes, of course. Oh, no, I knew that. Don't you know I, how I, to shorten Edmund to Toby? I do now. There you go. It's arbitrary. Uh, Barton <laughs> came number 10 overall. 10 in good or 10 in bad? 10 in good. Okay. All right. No one cares about Barton. He's a loser. Siege cares, and that means everyone cares. Isn't he number one? Like, wasn't he the first? So, okay, no, he was they, the first. They, they he was, he's our George Washington. They rank them, <laughs> them on a bunch of stuff. 
And overall, absolute number one, and we're not racist, John Curtin came out number one. Yeah. And they say it's because of his, you know, he was Second World War Prime Minister, co-architect of post-war reconstruction, blah, blah, blah. Number two, Hawkey. Hawkey. Because he's a fucking legend. And what I like about it is they include the ratings. So 49 of the historians rank John Curtin as outstanding. Hawkey was rated as outstanding by 45 and one said failure. So, okay, Liber- liberal so that's, plant. That's <laughs> but what what was the criteria they were judging them on? Please, just, there, there were heaps. Just, like I, don't I know. Have all okay, of them, so just give me so the top some of three. the subcategories were like uh, maintaining support of the party or the coalition. Uh, oh, okay. Leaving a significant policy legacy. Oh, so you're talking about actual leadership qualities? Yeah, not just we oh, like you and you I have nice understand. elbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Relationship with the electorate, effectively managing the cabinet. Oh my god! Again, spoiler yeah. alert. Morrison's not any of these lists. I don't think the last was. Well, it's it's unfair to judge him on legacy because he's not. Well, as, as so, this list actually said. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna pop that pimple now. Morrison is did, not did, yet. Did they kick the boot into Willie? Uh, you know, Billy McMahon and. Uh, oh God, I hope so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the winning loser was William Q McMahon. Yep. Although, yeah. although he he was the one that used to, I know Hawkey did a lot of nude um, nude conversations, so he'd bring people over to the lodge and do the yeah, yeah look um, at my dick. But yeah, but Billy McMahon did it as well. He'd do it at the squash courts at at Monica. Um, he'd play squash uh, with his cabinet min- ministers, oh, and then he'd shower off, and then then continue in the change. So rooms, seeing just, Billy McMahon naked would be like looking at two dicks. Because <laughs> look at the top of his head. That's definitely a sex toy. Oh my god! I see. I've never got past the ears. Anyway. Dick with ears, <laughs> Roy and HG call. <laughs> so, so who? So, are? William McMahon came last. However, close, uh, close call. Rival, the best rival was uh, Tony Abbott. Oh, so Tony Abbott's down the bottom. Full, oh, well down it's the bottom. The ears. Okay, no. keep going. They Look, can't help it. <laughs> Listener, if you have, if you have large ears, you, you two can be. A, no, you two. You should. You should. You two um, can get surgery. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is, you could you could be the one to turn this this stereotyping around. Be that great prime minister. Okay. Be the Chifley of big ears. Okay. Chifley came fourth. Or Curtin. Yeah, that's what I meant. But anyway, Chifley. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. He got he got a ranking of 33 outstandings. Alfred Deacon was third. So I just want to point out, I was born and raised in Curtin. I went mm. to high school in Deakin, oh, and, and so I know what the other names mean. Well, that's good. Did, All right, give, did, give me some more recent ones. Where, uh, did, where, did, where uh, did PJ came? If there wasn't a downer on the list, I'll be happy. There was not a downer on the list. Keating came <laughs> sixth. Okay. Well, that's Whitney. okay. That's very high. Well done, PJK. Robert. Sorry? They got a few done. Sorry, say it again, Ben? What about Gillard? They got a few things so Gillard, I'll get to Gillard. Gillard occupies an interesting position because if you go for this, the straight-up overall top 10, I'll, I'll just give you quickly. Curtin, Hawke, Deacon, Chifley, Menzies, Keating, Whitlam, Fisher. Fisher. And I, I have to say this word out loud. Andrew Fisher, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Andrew, Andrew Fisher. Andrew I, Fisher, I, yeah. yeah. Not the other Fisher. No, no, no. Yeah. Prince, Prince Fisher? Billy Bob Fisher, he didn't come didn't, in. Didn't Andrew Fisher had... Had two bites of it, I think, wasn't it? He was in the, yeah, he was but in they the all did back then. Yeah. It, it went like Barton, Barton, Deacon, Fisher, Deacon, Fisher, Barton, Fisher, and then there no. was like then then um, silly Billy Hughes ha- was was no. prime minister in eight different parties. Like he was prime he minister for Labor, the and then prime minister for the United Something Party, and then prime minister for One Nation. Damn. Yeah, no, he was wild. He, no, I yeah, take it back. But, he, you should have been um, part of this poll. 
many many of these facts are half made up. But but he, but he was he was <laughs> prime I, I minister. He was I, prime I, I minister for multiple that. parties. I don't know that. And you have a, a where did, where did, come where, on, did come on. where did Billy Hughes come in? He didn't. I I, I don't have the full list. Oh. Howard came ninth. I apologise. In the top ten. Ninth in the top ten. Oh. Nine is in within the one. It must to 10. be a comparison. I mean, sure, no, no. But so they they offer some examples. Okay, so, so where's Fraser? If if Howard comes there, where does Fraser Fraser's come? Fraser's somewhere down on the list. I didn't I didn't list the full uh, eight hundred and fifty of them. No, but we only have like twenty prime ministers. I know, and most of them were Fisher apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so sub areas. So like maintaining the support of the party or the coalition. So Howard was rated first. I would have given that. that. Yep, yeah. and, and and it's fair to say he was very good at that. Curtin second, Hawke third, yeah. Chifley yeah. fourth, Menzies fifth. Yep. And he was, you know, the inventor of the Liberal Party. Yeah. Thanks, cunt. That's the first one. There'll be more. Uh, leaving a significant policy legacy, Hawke, Whitlam, Curtin, uh, Deacon, Chifley. Relationship with the electorate, Hawkey. Yeah. yeah well, because he could scull a thing. And then others. Um, Howard came fifth on that. I saw mm. Howard speak live in a small room of people early in his prime ministership and he was immensely likeable and I hated myself for thinking that. Oh, I can believe that. But he was remarkably relatable, very good at working the room and I remember thinking, how is this possible? Oh, that's amazing. But yeah. people say that about Tony Abbott as well, that he's great at retail. Great to have a beer Yeah, with. I've heard I, that. Or something with, I don't know what, but I, it shocks me. It eludes me, but yeah. You're asking about, okay, I'll give you one more then I'll tell you about Julia. So effectively managing cabinet. Number one, Hawkey. Yes. Then Howard. Yes. Then Chifley. Curtin, Menzies, they were the top five on those. So they rated them on many different criteria. That mm. the, the original list was that. Julia. So Julia rounded out the policy legacy top ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even even though they overturned the carbon tax pretty quickly. Yeah, and the Greens yeah. maintained that wasn't their fault. Anyway. It was their fault. <laughs> no more Greens listeners. Um, yeah, so as I said. <laughs> I think they're in really close proximity, quite frankly. <laughs> anyway, go on. Mm. Uh, yeah, so th- those are the main ones. So, yeah, as I said, Billy came last. So Morrison, the quote on Morrison was, and I love this quote, too early to tell since his is an unfinished story. Oh, we, if only. They weren't allowed to vote on him. Yeah, he, he wasn't, he wasn't yeah, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't rate him, let's yeah. put it that how way. Did, uh, how did some of our other recent prime ministers go, such as uh, Kevin Ke- didn't Kevin go Rudd. well. Kevin didn't go well. Morrison, uh, not Morrison, who's the other bugger? Turnbull. Turnbull, Turnbull didn't go well. Um, so Kevin, Abbott and Turnbull were all quite low. Kevin would have got zero on cabinet management and oh, party yeah. management because yeah. he absolutely rooted that um, cabinet system. Yes. Which Howard actually ran quite well. Like, you know, even if you didn't like the policies and stuff, at least Howard it went through some skills. sort of process. Howard had skills happened. and talents. He just used them for shit. But he was <laughs> he was clever. And, and gun laws. Well done, Johnny. Yeah, actually, that, that, that was awesome. And amazingly, that did not come up in the summary of this stuff. Like, I think he does have to be acknowledged for the You know what's thing. funny about this poll, though, is that um, Americans... Do, no, Americans oh. do this poll all the time. Like, they're, they're, they've probably had this poll going since eight... Since Why do they give a shit about Australian Prime Ministers is my first question. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. But, no, they've been they've been doing it since, like, 1779. They were, like, best... Best and worst presidents ever. It was like George Washington. That's the only one. Then they had two and they were rating them. And now they're really confused mm. because Hamilton came out and they're like, oh my God, I don't know what anything is anymore. No (laughs) doubt. No doubt. But but they've been doing this so many times. But we we just don't tend to do this. Let's rate our prime ministers. Hot or not. (laughs) Who wore it? Who wore it better? (laughs) McMahon came out top on hot or not. Oh my God. That was his wife. But, yeah, okay, thank you. Um, I'm going to pivot then um, to a story that involves uh, Kevin Rudd. 
Uh, He's oh, done another thing? Well. What's he we, saved us from now? We don't know. We don't know, but the mm, rumours are cool. were Prime Minister twice. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Or as Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin might consider, maybe again. No, he's. Uh, oh God, no! It rhymes too, Kevin again. Kevin again. Uh, no. Uh, so early this week, the tech titan YouTube kicked Sky News uh, oh, off God, their yeah. channel. Uh, so it gave them a, a seven-day ban for promoting uh, misinformation, COVID-related uh, misinformation. All of the freedomisters um, got in there and Definitely said, racism. this, is, this, yeah. is, this yep. is the worst thing that has ever happened in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, have been silenced. We've been silenced for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yes, everywhere. You don't know how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, you can't hear us if but you turn I, the television I mean, the first part of that story is it does show that, um, you know, any media regulation that we have has no guts. Oh, they've got no balls. But we've got to wait for an American company to step in and say, no, that's, that's a bridge too far. So, but yeah. at least someone said it, so... Um, yeah, let's see how it goes. I'm hoping for full ban, but I better won't get there. But the story is that um, so there was I think there was like five videos in particular um, mm-hmm. that were pointed to. It was like an Alan Jones one, a Rita Panahi one. Uh, not sure what the other ones were. But one of uh, them had Craig Kelly on it. Uh, yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, um, a, a couple of videos in particular that that said uh, are strong in misinformation and hence were were. Um, Taken down by all, Sky all COVID, News. right? They're all all COVID around. All, co- yeah. all COVID misinformation about COVID. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, absolutely. And and um and so those videos were taken down, and Sky News was banned. And so the rumor is that throughout Sky News, people have been saying who has been looking through our backlogs to find out uh, which which videos oh, are the ones that have they've gotten unearthed the true mystery. <laughs> which which that that were misinformation. Who can the story? Oh no! Oh no! This is, is getting good. Is, I'm excited. Our friend with the binders was sitting there on the YouTube history. Kevin Rudd, apparently, <laughs> apparently going through Sky News, uh, Sky News um, videos, and and clicking the report button on. Can the I ones. clarify? They're calling that out as something that means anything. I think it's, that's awesome. It's just awesome. I love that Kevin Rudd has the time on his hands and the bee in his bonnet oh. to get in to get in there. But and go, really, it wouldn't oh. like it wouldn't be too hard if you just said it like. Scrolling, it wouldn't be too hard to go. Yeah, that's bullshit. Boing. boing oh, it, it wouldn't. It would. Yeah, it's called looking at the internet. Look, <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> and 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 no doubt there are many. Um, there are many of our hate watching friends out there that love to watch terrible content to see how bad it can be. I used to be one of those people. I I did I did used to be one of those people on Sky News and Fox News, mm. and then I realised it was doing me damage. Yeah. It was just, yeah. so now I say, but for when Scott comes over and. Then <laughs> I thought I was one of those people, but once I first got Foxtel, obviously only for the Rugby World Cup because, you know, not a monster, I um, started trying to watch Fox News. I made it through three minutes of Fox and Friends. The no. O'Reilly factor was still on. I made no, it I through about it. four minutes of that. I can't even hate watching there, it. There's, there's like half a dozen Twitter accounts that I do hate follow, but beyond that, I, I, I just... No, I can't I'm, I'm do any of that anymore. Can I, ask, can I ask our wartime correspondent, how are you for hate watching these days? Because you've got time on your hands. Yeah, look... Um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of reduced to, to hate watching uh, ABC News 24, I'll have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mixed relationship, I must say. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, Joe O'Brien, I, I'd buy your beer someday, but God, there's some um, absolute munters on that. Um, Michael Rowland? Is it Michael Rowland that you're thinking about? Sorry, Michael Rowland. I know you're a big listener of the podcast, but I I, I don't love your takes. I like to, Are, are no, you no, in no, favour no. of Joe O'Brien? <laughs> I'm a... Big fan of Joe O'Brien's. I I like him. Joe's good. Joe, Joe's good. 
Michael is is probably a bloke who suffers for for tweeting. You know, like our, uh, one of his favourite takes was, um, you know, why are we letting people leave the country to cover these things? Uh, which came about six months after he visited the US to cover Trump's, um, yeah. you know, uh, Joe Biden sort of uh, inauguration and so on. So, you know. It's it's a tough one, um, but yeah, can't can't go anywhere near Sky News. That that really is the pits, and uh, and and I think now they've been dumped in a fair chunk of the the regional free to air sort of market. Is that right? Um, the freebies have dumped them. No, no, no. Um, like oh. you can see it there, like dumped on them, not oh dumped on, not dumped by. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm bummed. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, well, and it was a, it was it was deliberate strategy, I think, to viewership. Totally, above, you know, 50. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's bloody grim. And, oh, and, and so I reckon that's why YouTube's so critical to, for them. It's, um, well, YouTube you know. does actually support them, like the advertising revenue and all those sorts of things attached to it. And they can be international. Uh, like they, they are talking about global they, topics. And, so. they, yeah. and that's why you end up with people like Matt Canavan being on um, Bannon. Steve Bannon and, and oh, God, and, and all those enough. other dreadful people enough. who are on, on Fox News now because they pick them up off of... The YouTube channel channel of Sky. Yeah. Oh, look, and they've realised there is a there's a global network uh, of, of right wing stuff. Um, they can join together. They can reinforce each other. And, yeah. and a lot of these people in Australia is like, oh, I can go global. Yep. You know, I'm not limited to this audience yep. anymore. So. Yep. Yeah. 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 Look, I can be you know closed minded and racist on a global scale. You know, and it's fantastic. The, uh, <laughs> and we support you, Ben. Yep. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the concept of being globally closed minded, though. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the breadth of my closed mindedness knows no bounds. Yes, I can close my mind to anything that you bring up. I'm fine about that. I've been closed minded in 200 countries. Well, speaking <laughs> speaking of uh, Matt Canavan, oh, um, I, I did see a nice. I'll pass to you in a second, yeah, Rod. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did see a nice tweet. It just it, it's not huge, but it what was now that, now that Bunnings is closed. Where will Matt Canavan get his his dress up props? For? <laughs> 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 Trick or treat the costume factory. Oh, it's the freaking coal dust on his face in the Twitter photo. How, how does he not feel embarrassed about that? Nothing to do with his politics. You obvious performing shit. It's almost like politics is performative. What are you talking about? It's almost like it I'm is. I'm here to talk about policies, not personalities. <laughs> always have been, yes, always Yes, this will. is the most famous policy-related podcast in, in yeah, Australia. Yeah, okay. who can we slag now? Well, no, I, I, I sort of have three Cs. Canavan, Christensen and other... People. Cunts. People. I, was, I said I was going to say it a lot. I've only said it twice. There will be more. So Canavan hasn't done a lot more than the Bannon thing, except um, he's made another faux pas. Kill horror. He, he's met Canavan. That's it. Christensen, however, he's done well. He's done well this week. So he slammed the use of COVID lockdowns and the deployment of the Australian military, of course, which is interesting because he bloody loves a gun. Yeah, he does. Um, does he? He does. Oh, yeah, there were used to – remember there were shots of him trying to look like Magda Zubansky, and then there was also next to him with a gun. He was doing shots with a pistol at a thing. What was he? I, didn't, I haven't seen them. No, there was even Magda. Magda got on the Twitters a few years ago. No, and don't said, look at me for support. No, that's what she I said. She said, it, I will play him in a movie or I would be the best person. There was oh, some yeah. kind of exchange between them. Which would be... Literally. Which would be awesome. Yeah. Why does... Magda, please, please. That would be so good. Be so much yeah, I'm not making that up. And but I'm a lot not like, a lot like um, uh, McCarthy um, playing Sean Spicer. Oh, um, yeah. 
Kelly, exactly. uh, Melanie Kelly. No, 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 uh, no, no, I've forgotten her name. Uh, um, Chris, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, Not she, Paul she did such a good Sean Spicer. Like, she really just did. Nailed it. And, and it was a shame, actually. And she could have played Sarah Huckabee Sanders as, um, as well. Like, but I think it was a shame. That was that was one of the biggest shames of Sean Spicer um, getting getting the boot um, moderately early on in Trump's presidency. Yeah, it was her was on SNL. Her, her character's gone. So it was very good. So Christensen was interrupted in Parliament when he was having a bit of a God knows what mouth. Pooing. Mouth breathing. Um, and uh, Tony Burke interrupted him and said, uh, Mr. Christian Christensen isn't wearing a mask and under the current Parliament House rules, you're supposed to wear a mask. He said, oh, no, it's not my fault. I was just getting ready to make a little speech. So he was defending the actions of anti-lockdown protesters. He was saying the government should be mandating masking. It's interesting to note his area, his electorate, Mackie, is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Stop it. Mackie? Stop it. McKay. Stop it. I, I You've upset Ma- the Queen, Diane. What's, what's left? Mackers. Mackers, yeah. So they're it's ten, Monica. Monica, exactly. <laughs> they're 10.2% fully vaxxed. There's only one lower that's in outback Western Australia, and on average Australia is 20% fully vaxxed. Um, he's very angry about condoning – he doesn't like uh, premiers condoning shutting state borders, locking cities down. My favourite is his quote, I'm not anti-vax, I'm pro-freedom. <gasps> How can you argue no. with that? Because if you argue with him, you're against freedom. Look, the man likes to travel. He hasn't been able he to travel. He does like to travel. Hasn't been able to travel for a long time. I think there's a lot of pent-up travel frustration. Oh, that's a euphemism. Uh, and then he's <laughs> not having a good time. And I think that Can't it's he travel at home going on his own? to his... No, apparently not. Yeah. Apparently he has to travel. He did, he did that for many, many years and then he found another way to travel. relieve his travel. And and now he's he's having issues. Ben, did you have something to say? Sorry, I think I cut you off. No, no, I'm just trying to bleach my brain after imagining... <laughs> so Morrison at least stepped up and, and, and said something about it. Which like was, what? I don't share the views of the member for Dawson on that matter. <laughs> So, you know. I don't hold a hose. But I tell you what, in this country, people have the right to free speech. He doesn't understand even what that means. Yeah. No, he doesn't. And none of them do. But what I love, the last thing I'll say on that is Christensen talking about Tony Burke for saying, hey, wear a mask, mate. Point Mm. of order, sir. He got on his Telegram page, and I know we're all avid Telegram users, and he described Mr. Burke as a full Karen and a dibber dobber. Harsh words, George. I like dibba-dobba. I like dibba-dobba. But Christensen just ruined it because I agree. Yeah, like, yeah. You're a bit of a dibba-dobba. Now George uses it. That's fantastic. Yeah. But he's 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 culturally appropriating Karen there. And he's right. You know, like Tony Burke is a bit of a dibba-dobba. He is a dibba-dobba. <laughs> sure. No, he yeah. is. He is a total dibba-dobba. Getting, getting owned by George Christensen, though. That's pretty... Uh, <laughs> On Telegram, pretty both viewers yeah. were angry about that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, just speaking of Parliament, did you see that uh, nice little video of um, our Deputy Prime Minister um, at the dispatch box? Oh, um, oh, oh dispatch box? Was he up the bar ordering, ordering another drink? I, I think he had a shandy, like, on the dispatch box. It, it, I'm, I, I'm speculating can here. I, right? Can I share something? Okay, so yeah. Benny, a few moons ago, I used to work in an organisation, and we were asked whether uh, – so they wanted to bring in drug testing for employees. Yep. Okay? To make sure you're doing enough. I was. I thought that was the. I was happy. Mm. So anyway, and 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 there were all these um, anonymous replies to it, which was, "We'll do a drug test when the minister does one (laughs) before he goes into parliament." Who was that minister? I might have been at the dispatch box this week. So, 
behind the big joints. Is that the chat? Can, can, can I just double check there? Um, this is obviously the world's most alleged podcast. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so 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 the word drug, not just alcohol, was used there. No, no, it was drug. It, 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 oh, like they oh. were worried about back, um, then. back, back then. then. They were worried about drug testing. So because I just think of him as a, a beef and a lot of lot of red wine guy. I, oh I, yeah, I but feel like he's got a drug. I mean, yeah, yes. Oh, look at you with your science <laughs> and your. Technicalness. Yeah, look, I I know my addiction. So is coffee. And yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. What? I'm scandalised. I know. Now Rod's all upset. Now, see, look. Now you've upset. I got Rod. a question. What? Barnaby's a cunt. <laughs> Man, seriously. I told you it was going to happen. I'm really mad with Barnaby. <laughs> we got to keep at least a slight freaking line here. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's okay. Your, that's my that, end. That's, that's my quota. Three. That's yeah, my that's, three. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, you can't edit me, Will. I will not be silenced. No, because Will won't do anything in post. I'm not Sky News. Uh, look, have you got any more? Have you got any more? Victorian drug laws. Yeah, I'm angry about that. Well, but, bet you are. No, but, I, Do you I, live I, in Victoria? Yep. Maybe Victoria. Don't, don't we all? Maybe Victoria gets to choose its own drug laws, not uh, people from the ACT. How, how do so? Actually, we come up. So, Victorian government, I love. Oh, so I totally blanked on this, right? Really? Explain it to me. It's very yeah, recent. Uh, it's very recent. Like I, I got it off my favorite, one of my favorite news sources this very afternoon before we came over here because we're allowed to move around in Canberra for the next few days. Um, Victorian doobie laws, as in the Matawanas. Oh, so the government, the and I do like the, the language used here in this report, the, the Victorian government has interfered with the findings of an inquiry into legalising cannabis for personal use. So interferes is a very particular word. Yeah. Ben, ben you probably heard that word before. Uh, sure, yep. sure, sure. So, so, the, so they, they, they said no, no jazz cigarettes. Well, they were kind of. It's a bit cagey. So they had a, they had an inquiry that and that has been going on for a while. That, so they used national and international health and legal experts. I assume you were consulted, Ben. Uh, sure. Yep, I had yeah. a feeling, just like Will was consulting the survey. So apparently, all all the reports were overwhelmingly in favour of decriminalisation and allowing people to grow a couple of plants, like we get to do here now. We're in allowed. The ACT. We're allowed in the ACT to possess a couple of plants and grow it small amounts. Of course, you're allowed to have it, but you can't get it and you can't give it. What do you mean? You but you're allowed to it. have it. Oh, so if you grow your own, that's okay, but you can't lend, give some to a friend. But you can never have got it either. So you can't get seeds or give seeds, but you're allowed to have seeds. Are you saying the law is not, not, not perfect? The law is an ASP. Mm. So that's but the that. ACT apparently a year after those rules came in, our cannabis offences are down by ninety percent, which is not hard maths. If you make less laws against it, you don't tend to make people illegal for doing it. So what turned out in Victoria was three Labor MPs in Victoria on the committee for this intervened at the last minute and said no, we're against it. So they watered down the findings, literally the findings of the report, and they the, the conclusion was the government should investigate the impacts of legalising cannabis, which is basically what the no, whole inquiry was the whole thing doing. was about anyway. Yeah. yeah, so that's a bit odd. And among some of the recommendations, this is my favourite one that they axed, was that people with minor cannabis convictions should have it removed from their criminal record. So they want to keep it on people's criminal record. And they said record. no. So they still want to keep it criminalised. They want to keep, they want to, and they won't uh, retrospectively remove this from people's records. Expunge. It's shit. It's terrible. It's a, an appalling call, and now I'm officially mad with Victorian Labor, at least three of them. Ben, you do health. Mm. Is there yeah, well, you, uh, it's interesting, because I reckon 
it'll be totally different game probably in the next five years mm. as there starts more and more compelling health evidence for not so much even just medical marijuana in general, but the use of some of the constituent parts like the CBD, um, yeah. that's, you know, gaining quite a lot of legitimacy and use and even being, you know, included in research trials here as a form of, uh, you know, pain management and for other uses. So it's, it's going it, to, all this stuff is going to seem like really Flintstonian. So I wonder if we're sort mm. of seeing the pushback just before everything changes. You know, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. is this sort of the, the, the wacky phase where the, the, you know, the head up constituencies and the, the groups who've got skin in the game really start to try and influence things just because they sense the change that's coming? Yeah. Do you, Ben, um, do you, is that, uh, oh, would you say that's wild optimism or is that you, you, you ra- rationally reckon, okay, look, things, things are going to change? Because yeah, you can imagine, you know, there are plenty of the, uh, policy changes that get close and then they get pushed back. You know, let's say Republic yeah. gets pushed back in the tin for another how many years? Well, we're 22 years out now. 50 years. So, yep. so, you know, things can get pushed back quite a long way. And even though there are clearly comparisons around the world, you know, you look at the states yeah. and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that things can get pushed back, and so is it optimism, or do you ra- do you really solidly believe that it's um, things are looking up on this front? Well, you know, like um, I reckon it'll take you know a bit of a scissor, you know, the confluence of the stars and stuff like that for it to happen, because the constituencies here are a bit different, and in America it was probably a bit bit of the you know give the give the people their soma so that we can you know continue to have a grossly bloody inequitable society and make people work to death. Um, so Perfect. we we don't have quite the same sort of setup here and the, and the interest groups are a bit different, but I think the medical case at least is going to become more and more compelling. Um, but you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff where the medical case doesn't count for, for, for politics and policy. So the other thing that's probably going to make a bit of a difference is, is, you know, government will figure out ways to make money off it more effectively. So yeah. I think exactly that's what I was thinking. Surely. Yeah. This, no, but this is. I remember the Greens came out with their policy proposal, and it was it was pro the, or con. No, that they, they, they were pro, but in the most boring possible way. <laughs> like, which, which I, I, I love. It's like, could you find a way to be more boring? You know, they, they're very good at that. Though they, they were obviously yeah, uh, obviously worried about starting a new big tobacco sort of thing, yeah. and so so yeah. it, it would only be government um, government grown marijuana or cannabis, um, and it was you know they would oh. mandate everything around it, and it's just like you look at you look in America. And they've got um, all sorts of different soft drinks that are, you know, cannabis, yeah. uh, cannabis soft drinks and stuff like that. All the edibles and so, yeah. they, they, the greens would have none of that market. It would only be a super regulated. You can only buy it from the post office. And, <sighs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Ben, and, you know, to, to be a boring person myself, no, um, you know, big, big tobacco getting their hands on uh, on on weed as well does terrify me a bit. So oh, absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah. there's a middle path. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to. But also, it. Philip Morris have come out and said how they're going to go down. Okay, so these are a few things that have just snapped in my brain oh, here. Yeah. So, Philip Morris have said they're going to go down the path of health 
from now on in there. <laughs> from, from Ironically? From, yeah. Starting, yeah. No, no, no. Starting, starting now. I mean, again, go. Now. <laughs> now. No, but you could, like, okay, so one of the okay, justifications now. they could do for that is to say, okay, well, we're going to provide the medical cabin- cannabis. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, so that's they, yeah. they can attach that to a health aspect. But medical and cannabis get, is the gateway drug for getting cannabis. Oh, yeah. And, and I get, you know, yeah. a company no, like but Philip you know what Morris I mean? Going, like they're manipulating the, Totally, totally. They, they want they want to, it's like Saudi Arabia dumping all the oil. They, you know, when you see the cannabis oil, no, no, no settle down. No, <laughs> right, you've got excited. But um, you can see Philip Morris going. Okay, th- th- there may be an end to tobacco at some point. You yeah. can imagine global regulation says you can't. I've known that for donkeys. And yeah. and and they and they can go. Okay, if we're the first to move, then we can yep. move our money into mm. new industries. Obviously, mm. vaping yep. is one, and potentially cannabis. Potentially, potentially, they do good things. Uh, maybe I don't know. I, so I can understand them doing that, but. You know. But it, it, it is interesting because I think it's, it's like in the last two weeks where they've made that statement that they're moving into a health yeah. type approach to things. Um, I'm sorry, Ben, but I, the, um, I missed the, the the word you used about there's a component of cannabis that's for the medical, did you say? Uh, I think it's called, look, you're asking the wrong expert, but essentially sorry. like you know, there's two active components um, that we're interested in uh, in marijuana, the, the THC that gets you sort of high and gets sort of vibe, but then there's this cannabinoid, I think. It's, cannabinoid. Uh, getting, okay, that's the word yeah, I missed. I'm getting, okay, that, I'm thanks. getting that wrong, but, you know, that's the bit that's most useful for things like muscle relaxants. And, and pain you know, management. And I think it's cannabinol? No. CBD. Yeah. yeah. CBD, Something. okay. So that's so, the kind so of thing that you... CBD uh, oh. instead of... Yeah. THC is, yeah. is a bit it's CBD. Basically. So that's the kind of yeah. thing for like in um, uh, palliative care for cancer patients, that kind of. And empatigo. What's that? Yeah. It's a Roman disease, isn't it? Yes. All the uh, Roman emperors died of empatigo, I think. Oh, don't do that to my brain. So, and speaking, if we can just speak for a little moment of, of bizarre legal things um, in. in in, in past gone podcasts that we may have done, mm-hmm. one known as G'day Patriots. Uh, Doesn't ring a bell. No. Are, are we getting sued? No, we're not getting sued. Fuck, uh, I hope not. I'm already poor. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. 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 This is the one that will fucking kill us. Um, uh, I oh, am good. going uh, – I may have to do a little spin-off of my own and just have a rant into a dark cave on my own because there are some very, very serious things happening in what I like to term the handmaid's corner – um, around Roe versus Wade and uh, cases coming up to the Supreme Court, and I am going to go batshit crazy at some point, and it will have to come out somewhere. So I Damn. will use that feed. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. We well, and we can look to some of those, uh, you know, policy innovation thing imported here. So. And that's why I follow it so closely because it, it unfortunately, for a law that stood for fifty years. Mm somehow influences this country and they can't make up their own mind and that drives me bananas. Well, thank you so much to our first war correspondent from, <gasps> from lockdown land. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Ca- Sergeant, Sergeant Ben. And uh, speaking of um, uh, other announcements, you know, if you're going back to your um, CJ's Cans podcast. I think um, I will. Canberra listeners. Wait, is it called CJ's Cans? Because that's very funny. I'll listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Even I laughed at that. 
I was just going to say, Canberra listeners, um, wholesome shows. Rod and I are doing something for you for National Science Week. Yep. So you can come and get National Science Week, not just once, but bloody twice in live shows. You with can us. see us live. The wholesome talking. show is doing two live gigs. Get onto it for Science Week. It's for science for the people who sit at the back of the room. But I do find it quite interesting. So, and one yeah, of us will be wearing pants. Yeah, Th- these are in-person live shows because we're allowed in Canada. Oh, it's, it's, it's one of the four reasons. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the four reasons. Yeah. Oh no, you get a vaccination while you're there. Yeah, yeah. Podcast live shows is is literally yeah. it. You can get petrol, you can go to Bunnings, and yeah. podcast live shows. But it's not for COVID. <laughs> All right, let's not. We'll be back next week. That's a threat, not a promise. <laughs>